Welcome, Julia. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm excited. This is exciting. Popping the cherry. Yeah. The podcast cherry. <laughs> the podcast cherry. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this is my first episode. It's going to be a little bit messy, but we're going to we're gonna see what we can do here. Perfect. Um, Let's do it. All of my guy friends are obsessed with you. Um, <laughs> you have this amazing, huge following, and you're so beautiful, so talented. You have this incredible company. Um, can you just like tell people who you are and what's going on? Yeah, well, I am Julia Rose. Um, you may recognize me from the World Series, um, the recent Holly Boob stunt, but most recognize me from um, ShagMag. I'm the CEO and founder of ShagMag. It's a digital magazine featuring women all over the internet, the hottest women. We say 100% uncensored 100% of the time. But yeah, I mean, that's where we're at right now. Just founded that company where, you know, they call us the modern day playboy. So we're trying to keep up. We're trying to replace the bunny this year. Amazing. I think that's super cool. Um, I run an audio porn company and my audience is mostly young women. Your audience is mostly young men. Um, so I think it'll be fun to see like, you know, the, yeah. our vibes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you, you know, you talked in an interview I heard about like coming from a small town and your kind of like rise. Can you tell me more like about that? Yeah. So I come from a super conservative, tiny town in Texas where people are always like, what is it? I'm like, you're not going to know. It is called Hazlitt, Texas. I'm telling you, like, all we had was a Dairy Queen and a gas station and a tiny grocery store. Like, that was it. Like, you blink, you miss it. Like, it. we didn't even have a high school in that town. Like, we had to go to another town for to go to high school and stuff. So, um, I grew up with a really, really conservative family. Like, I wasn't allowed to wear a bikini until I was... Are you kidding? Yeah, no. I wasn't allowed to wear, I wasn't allowed to wear shorts unless my fingertips crossed, like, the shorts. Like, if I wow. stood up, yeah. So, um just kind of grew up in that like very modest background and you know my, my dad was very very strict growing up and I just always questioned it like I always just was like why you know do like I was always like my cousins all my boy cousins are running around shirtless in the sprinklers like why do we have to sit on the sidelines and watch them have fun you know so always just question it growing up and then I ended up moving out to LA about five years ago to pursue writing and journalism and I guess when I came to LA I was kind of introduced to this whole new world where you know, it's a different world out here yeah. compared to tiny town Texas. And so I just kind of like kind of found myself and started, you know, diving into why I questioned it and why, you know, growing up, why, why I didn't like it. And I just kind of became more of myself out here. That's amazing. Um, like, how do you view, you know, women's bodies, freedom, censorship? Like, can you talk a little bit about just like your philosophy on that? Yeah, I mean, I just feel as a woman, I feel like oh, it's a woman's right to feel sexy in her own skin. And sexy can mean different things for different women. You know, to me, it's sexy, you know, owning who I am, swimming naked in the ocean and <laughs> like just like being that. So right. some women being sexy is being completely covered. And, you know, like, that's fine. I just feel like a woman should be able to make that decision for herself. And one thing I'm really strong about is I do not feel like a woman's naked body by itself should be seen as pornographic. And I think that's the battle I'm trying to fight right now is that um, right now it's considered porn. And a lot of people consider, you know, a woman just even simply being topless as porn and pornographic. And I just I just don't agree with that at all. Yeah. I mean, I think also what's really interesting about what you're doing with Shag Mag and everything, you know, so often you see men profiting from women's bodies, porn, whatever. In the porn industry, you know, it's all based on low wages for female workers mm -hmm. and men capitalizing on that. Yeah. So I think like turning that on its head is super powerful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you make 100% of the money from your 
the body. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing too is one thing when I first moved out here is I noticed the same thing. Managers, photographers, videographers, agents. Men, I mean, even the, like, love the guy. I think he did, what he's doing is great, but the CEO of OnlyFans is a yes, man. And, yeah. you know, is profiting all, all, of all these women owning their bodies, and, and which is great. Like, I'm glad he came out, like, came out with that company and allows us to use it and use it to our advantage. But still, it's like this industry is heavily ran by men. And I think, like, you know, it's it's hard even as a woman to kind of make your mark in this space. Did you read that, like, um, Emrata essay about yes, her photos being yeah, stolen? Like, yeah. that's what really got me thinking about this because it was so crazy how she was, you know, shot nude when she was super young and this guy could make millions of dollars from it it's without insane. her permission. It's, it really is crazy. I was even reading one about um, was about the paparazzi and how paparazzi, I think it was Ariana Grande, someone mm. – I don't remember who it was, but reposted a picture of them in the, from the paparazzi oh, and got sued yes. because the, the paparazzi. <laughs> because the paparazzi technically owned the photos, and I'm like, how this just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm curious, like, how do you feel about having your body be like basically everywhere, like you know, on Reddit, on Tumblr, on why am I saying Tumblr? <laughs> no, but, I mean, <laughs> Tumblr, YouTube, <laughs> whatever, um, OnlyFans, <laughs> like. Do you ever feel, like, worried that you're going to lose control of those images or, like, you know, weird about it? Like, I don't know. I'm just curious. For people who are interested in pursuing that kind of thing. It's definitely, you know, especially because it goes against my entire upbringing. Right. It goes against everything I was taught. I I feel like there's um, almost two people living inside me. There's this Mm. person that doesn't look at nudity as being naked. It looks I look at nudity as empowering myself and saying, this is who I am, you know? Whether I'm naked or in a full suit or turtleneck, like I'm no, I'm the same person no matter what. Yeah. And owning that and just being comfortable in that and like learning to love my body is has kind of taught me to love myself. And I think there's that person, but then there also is this person that is very vulnerable and sees, you know, my body being put out and leaked content and questions, you know, you know, is this okay when I, with what I'm doing? Because I yeah. was taught that it wasn't. So um, I go back and forth. There, I would be lying if I said there yeah. weren't days where I'm like you know, is this okay? And I question it, but then I go back and I'm like, why wouldn't it be okay? Like, we just think it's not okay because people have taught us that it's not okay. And so it's like, if we just, you know, don't question these these things that have been put in our mind over time, then I don't think we would, we would have any progress, you know? Absolutely. And I saw this tweet the other day, I'm forgetting who it was, but she was like, the reason why men are so intimidated by women taking control of their, like, bodies, their images, whatever, is because it's the one way in which women have, like, so much more capital than men. So, like, if you think about it, like, it's called, like, erotic capital or something. But, like, women, their bodies, like, traditionally have been sold, right, and made so much money, but no woman is interested in buying a man's body in the same way, if that makes sense. Like, you don't see, like, Playgirl was never successful because men, women don't get turned on by looking at men. So it's, like, if a woman, women can make so much fucking money from selling, you know, yeah. their images and stuff. So it's just like intimidating to men, I think. Well, one thing too that I was really big about when I pulled that recent stunt was mm-hmm. sex sells. I mean, we've always known this in Hollywood, yes. beyond Hollywood, whether it's TVs, whether it's movies, food commercials, music, sex will always sell. Yep. And what drives me crazy is that the industry is okay with Carl's Jr. using Paris Hilton to sell their burger. But the minute that, you know, Paris Hilton wants to completely own her body and like a woman wants to use her own body to sell, that's where everyone has a problem. So it's just like, where is, 
you know, what what makes the difference of if this big movie wants to have this sex scene in it, whereas if that woman wants to just make a profit off of her own body and owning that? Well, let's move on to that because I think that's such a great point. Can you explain your battle with like Instagram censorship, Holly Boob, incredible, yeah. fucking incredible, <laughs> like, and just like how you like what you feel about all that? I just feel I, I well, sorry, I'm <laughs> like so trying to gather it. My, I'm like trying to get it all out at once. Um, with Instagram, it's been a new issue. So that happened earlier this year, and before I would get a lot of reports, a lot of things taken down. But I, I would have fully clothed content taken down where it wouldn't like, obviously, yes, my account pushed boundaries, but not more than if you look at Playboy's account, Pornhub's account, Pornhub's account, all these other major company accounts. I was always like, oh, I'm OK. I'm not even pushing boundaries close to what they're pushing. So I'm good. Like I would get content taken down. But of course, like I would say it's the amount of reports. People love reporting my content. But listen, it's it's a good thing. If, if people yeah. didn't hate it as much as they loved it, I wouldn't be able to exist, you know? And yeah. I feel like with all this love comes a ton of hate and I'm ready, you know, bring it on. But basically what has happened is my Instagram, both my business and my personal with over 5 million followers got shut down. I believe it was like the end of December. And I just like, I, I get mad, not because I'm not asking these people to allow nudity on their platforms. I don't, you know, it, I totally understand they have to have safe content. I'm asking them to treat all accounts fairly across the board. How are they picking and deciding on who's going to get disabled, who's not? Because right now it's such a gray area. And I think that's where, that's where the issue on, is with me is like, they're picking and choosing who to censor and reading their terms of service every single account goes against their terms of service. Yes. They say no violence. Okay, well, what's considered violent? You know, <laughs> is, are these sports videos, you know, like, what's violent? Um, they say no sexual explicit content. What is sexually explicit? Rap songs that are talking about sex, that's allowed, but a woman showing her body is not allowed. Um, apparently, you're allowed to show nudity if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, but you're not allowed. Like, it's just such a gray area, and I really, really feel like censorship with these platforms is going to continue to grow, and it's going to continue to get worse. Small businesses are going to continue to get shut down unless there's some system put in place that is responsive to these creators. Because, you know, at the end, we are make what make these platforms these platforms. And a lot of creators, I think, are scared to stand up and say something until it's their account that's gone. But exactly. then it's too late. Yeah. So then it's like, I just, I truly feel right now where we are headed, you know, we call ourselves influencers, but what are we really influencing people to do besides renegade and buy shitty merch, you know? Yeah. And I think these, we're, we're just kind of letting these platforms hold all the power. Someone can just wake up one day and five years of hard work, five years of me putting my body on the line, five years of building this fan base on this platform, gone. Millions of people. Millions. Yeah. And I think that's so interesting because, you know, in the sex tech, like, you know, women making companies related to sex, all basically every company I know of has been rejected by Stripe as like a payment yeah. processor, yeah. which is like another example of this. Right. So Quinn, my company got rejected. We wrote to Patrick. We wrote to everyone. They were so shady about fucking everything, like didn't tell us what was going on. Then told us their backing bank was not going to allow it because it was pornographic. Later found out they backed a bunch of other companies like OnlyFans. I mean, it's so fucked up because it's, like actually the people that are trying to do the right thing are getting punished instead of the people. You know, I get it. Porn has like a shady connotation. Yeah. Nudity has a shady connotation. But we're never going to be able to shift that if you don't let good people doing good stuff. Exactly. Get, you know, power, influence, exactly. charge people. It's crazy. Um, we ran we ran into the same issue of payment processing. I mean, it's an it's a nightmare, and it's pr from printing companies. Even get this. So when I pulled the World Series stunt, 
I wanted to do it around October for breast cancer awareness. And a lot of people knew that. And going into it, I had money to donate. I tried donating to hundreds of different foundations. I was either completely refunded my money from breast cancer. And this is like thousands and thousands of dollars I could help save a lot. Like not save lives, but help a lot of women out. Especially during the holidays. I was like... I want to help these women during the holidays. And I didn't want to just donate it and write it off and just be like, you know, donate it blindly. I wanted to partner up with someone long term. I wanted to see where the money was going, how much of it was actually being donated. And a lot of companies were just not okay. They're like, you can donate anonymously, but we don't want your money if it's from Shag Mag because of the kind of content you put out. And so I'm like, let me get this straight. You don't want me to donate money because I show my boobs to support boobs. Like, <laughs> I'm like, how is that? And, and and then I would reach out to even influencers that had struggled in the breast cancer community wouldn't take my money. Like, I have tried so hard. Literally to, to give them money. To give them money. <laughs> like, just, I want to partner up with someone. I, th- I really want to give back. And I really think, you know, what better cause to give back to than breast cancer with, you know, our industry. So, yeah. it's, I mean, from that to printing companies, to investors, to, uh, yeah. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, you can vouch for that. I'm like, this you don't realize what a battle it still is and what it, how the stigma is still around the sex you know sex and nudity until you're you're fighting it completely and i also think it's like you and i will never be taken seriously because of what we do you know and it's i think it's so crazy to me because like you are a, a crazy accomplished entrepreneur you made so much money you have millions of followers this huge fan base and like an incredible company and yet, you know, because it's related to sex, people will be like, oh, she's just, you know, posting sure, her body, yeah. you know, and it's like, you're actually like a marketing genius. So anyway, I just think it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, 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 but I, that's when I, I'm trying to get people to understand is censorship. Yes, it, there are targeting, you know, women's body porn, nudity and stuff like that. But the, the issue of censorship is across the board. And yes. it's going to continue to get worse and worse and worse unless we do something about it because, I just don't feel like th- these platforms hold 100% of the power right now and they can shut down. Why am I not valued as much as Playboy? Why am I? I'm getting more engagement than that. Yeah, you no know? shit. <laughs> so why you am, are why, valued more than Playboy. So why are we not being valued as creators? Because of what? Because we decide to embrace our nudity and embrace sex? Like, what the fuck? It literally just, it just fuels me. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. And I think what's also fucked up is like, the moment you start complaining about it, like in the press, whatever, then you just become the, you know, the bitch that's crying about something, the angry woman. And it's like, you can't win. It feels so frustrating. And you just have to like, you know, I don't know. And I think that's why like Hollywood was so cool to me because it was just like, I can get press. Fuck you guys. That that was the whole point. I mean, I was like, I wanted to get Adam Azari's attention, who's head of Instagram, but I wanted to prove like, you can try and take my platform. You're not going to take my voice. You're not going to shut me up. I'm not even close to being done. Like, (laughs) this is, I'm, I'm very, I'm beginning. I'm scratching the surface behind this issue. And, like, people say, you know, Shag Mag is is a nudity magazine. Like, of course it is. You know, Mm -hmm. we love to embrace that part. But a lot of people don't understand that Shag Mag is so much more than that. It's editorial. It's, you know, talking about sex and dating and, like, these taboo topics that people don't want to cover. I want to push those boundaries. I want to cover them. I want to talk about what people aren't talking about because so much, so many platforms right now are being censored and are censoring people. And there's not this place that exists right now where people can go and hear about things that other people don't want to talk about. And I think having that place is going to be so important in a world that's kind of leaning towards censorship right now. 
Totally. And so what is your like big vision for Shag Mag? Is it kind of just to be that place to talk about taboo things or what's kind of the grand vision? I mean, the vision for, for Shag Mag is we are here to replace Playboy. We are going to be the Playboy of this generation. We are going to be the voice of this generation that, like I said, we're going to push boundaries. We're going to piss a lot of people off, but we're also going to cover a lot of topics that people don't want to cover and don't want to talk about and that I think are really important. And I think it starts with this movement of having these women and these creators that are heavily censored kind of band together and fight this, you know, these the, like, like social media civil rights movement, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, first of all, I think Playboy sucks. I don't know if you've ever worked with them, but they're literally falling apart internally. Well, so that's, that's <laughs> actually how Shag Mag started was, um, so early in 2018, I got a call from Playboy. They wanted to feature me in their issue for, I think it was like that December. And I got to go out there. I got to sit with them. Um, and they were kind of just, you know, giving me the spiel and like brought me into this room and it was so vanilla and it was so, I just wasn't excited about it. I kind of left more disappointed. I was really excited going into it and I was like, this is going to be great. And then, you know, even working with them and then Playboy Mexico reached out, they didn't want to pay me. They didn't want to like, it was, I just didn't feel like I was being taken care of. It was just kind of like another in and out, like get her in, get her out type experience. And it wasn't like, I loved Hugh Hefner. I, I mean, the goat, literally. Incredible. I, so, so a lot of people don't know this. I go to his grave on the first of every month when I release the issue and I put my boobs on his grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've gone since the beginning for the, since the first issue I go and I'm just like, listen, I need some inspo. Like, I'm like, come on, give me some good luck. Like, I know you would like this. <laughs> so I, I just feel like he was such a powerhouse and like a voice. A visionary completely. I just come, and yeah. I think when obviously when that left Playboy, they're a dying brand. Our, that's what I say. Our top competitor is a dying brand. Someone's got to replace them. And I don't want it to be another man. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> want a man to replace that part of the industry. I think it needs to be women. Well, honestly, to spill some more dirt about Playboy, like I have heard from so many people in the sex tech community, like, oh, Playboy approached us. Oh, Playboy did like hours of diligence on us. Like they did this to us too, like told us they were interested in buying us or incubating us and then just totally ditched them after they got all the information of these young brands that thought, oh my God, finally fucking Playboy's talking to me. I'm so excited, right? And and honestly, like you would just think that they would have done something with their fucking brand. Like it's so confusing. I don't know what they stand for. Like you said, yeah. they totally lost everything. And I don't even think they know what they stand for. Exactly. I think, yeah. you know, and when you, and this is a problem with a lot of brands, I feel like when you try and please everyone, like who are you at the end of the day? You know, it's right. like, it's like if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for anything. And I just don't, I don't see them as being what they, they used to push boundaries. I mean, Hugh Hefner gave Malcolm X a place to speak, you know, that he was a huge movement in the AIDS epidemic and he was, you know, a huge supporter. And it was just like, where is that today? Where is that company today that pushed boundaries and pushed the limits on a lot of different topics? Totally. And he totally, like, I read this interview of him in Esquire once and it was like about him like talking about relationships and monogamy and questioning, you know, what does pleasure even mean? Like, why do we feel like we have to work in order to get pleasure? You know, like the whole concept of- why are we of, shamed for why it? Why are we shamed for it? Like he was a total, but like, you know, his son left Playboy. Like all these people don't like Playboy anymore. So I think you're well on your way to replace <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't know you saw actually near this building a couple months ago, we actually had a billboard, that billboard right there, right underneath us. And you say, we're going rabbit hunting and it was shag bag. <laughs> With yeah, it was a great one of my favorite billboards we had up. Do you guys have like a mascot? We, I mean, it's a banana. We like to, That's you cute. know, all of our models that we feature just kind of um, 
you know, we do the poses with the banana. And I like to use a banana peel because it looks like, like a little undressed banana. But we don't have a mascot. I've actually tried working with a lot of different designers and stuff to get one because I haven't nailed it yet. But looking wonder, for like, one soon. Could you do, like, I don't know, something with a bunny that's, like, I don't know, like a dead bunny? <laughs> <laughs> like a bleeding bunny. <laughs> okay, I have more questions. Um, so let's see what I want to say. Yeah, so what is, like, your – I mean, what I love about you is that you're kind of, like, such an open book. You can talk to, about anything with anyone. Like, what is your kind of marketing philosophy or, like, is it, like, all press is good press? Like, what do you – how do you approach different opportunities with press? I won't, I won't say that all good all press is good press. I, I don't – you know, obviously having your name out there and making people aware of you is good. And there's many ways to go about that. But I, I do think, you know, to if you're going to be taken serious, and maybe it is just me trying to be a leading female founder, I think you have to be taken serious. And in order to do that, you have to have, you know, some solid press behind you. And you kind of yeah. have to, it sucks, but you have to kind of own it and own who you are and, like, earn that. And, um, I mean, that's kind of, I think press is good, but you have to find this. To, in order for people to really understand your mission and your voice, I think you kind of have to do stuff that embodies that and really yeah. stay strong to that. And I've, I've veered off and I've, you know, haven't made some smart decisions. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But um, I think just kind of getting pulled back towards that and remembering, like, who you are. And, you know, I, I feel like you can always um, – get better I think you can like even if you have bad press I think you can make up for it and I think you can do it in different ways yeah I remember getting really drunk <laughs> and by accident during the by day. accident <laughs> okay <laughs> I don't believe that at all but keep going I remember getting really drunk by accident too <laughs> and I did this interview for the guardian which like literally is like the most like they interview like politicians to like like catch them in a scandal like they're just like fucking oh. throat and I just remember like waking up the next morning and being you're like, like I want to kill myself you're like <laughs> trying to reach out. you're like um trying to beat it to the punch there's just no way but I think there's just something good too about you know I feel like when I say bad press I mean it has to be bad to be bad but I think there's just something cool about owning you know whether you're drunk and doing an interview but just owning who you are and just yeah you know being so you know, just stubborn and who you are in your mindset, I think is so important. I think that's so true. And like, I think what's worse than making a mistake is not being able to own up to it or like say, yeah, yeah like I'm young. I'm a 23 year old founder. I did get drunk because I was nervous or yeah. by accident. <laughs> and like, I'm sorry, you know, yeah. whatever. So yeah. Okay. So now I want to get into the dirt. Obviously all my, you know, get, users yeah. are excited. So first question is, are you single right now, Julia Rose? I am. I am single. I always say I'm dating Shagma because I mean, you know, if anyone knows that having a startup or in a business, you don't realize this. Like I remember being young and watching Shark Tank and like seeing how happy these people would come talking about their business and just, I was like, oh, this is so awesome. Like starting a business. This is like my second one that I've really, you know, tried starting. And I was like, Oh, it's just going to be so fun. And then you realize what a lonely, cold world it is and that you are going to spend 90% of your time crying, wondering if you can do this. So I always joke and I say, like, I'm dating Shag Mag because I spend every night with Shag Mag, like, right. and waking up next to Shag Mag and thinking 24-7 about Shag Mag. So I'm being, I'm being a little bit selfish right now, dating Shag Mag. That makes sense, yeah. Um, okay, so personally, Jake Paul scares the 
living crap out of me. <laughs> Can you tell me, like, what what your current relationship is with him now and, like, what you saw in him? Because literally, I have so many people telling me, like, <sighs> he's scary. Trust me, this this question I'll probably be asking myself from for, you know, a long time to come. I mean, what I can say is that it was the first part of the question. What attracted me to him? Yeah. I'd have to say what attracted me to him. Or no, you asked where we are right now. Where we are yeah. right now is we I, we don't speak at all, lately at all. I think, you know. That's probably good, right? Yeah, like, no. Break. I think just I really honestly after the breakup and after, you know, putting – dating, I always say dating in general is hard. Dating in the public eye is ten times harder. And I've always kind of kept it more private, but obviously when things get out – you have you make mistakes. You you know you're learning you're learning yourself and a new person at the same yeah. time, and um, so I I just after you know a clean breakup just I don't want my name circulated with that anymore. You know I always say I'm not Jake Paul's ex. I'm Julia Rose, and I want to yes. make that so clear of like I am a businesswoman, a CEO, a founder. I'm not an influencer, and I'm not an ex girlfriend. Yeah. And so I think just you know no hard feelings. It took a lot of like forgiving on my end, even though like. You know, no one really asked for forgiveness, but just saying, <laughs> but just, you know, internally being like, you got to forgive to let go and you got to just wish him the best and hope that, you know, take your lessons and sitting down and being really, really blunt with myself and saying, what did I learn from this? And taking that with me, you know, on, I think has helped me really heal. But I mean, I have to say like people always, people ask me all the time, like, Julia, like, what did you see? Even going home for the holidays, I got my family just, they're very Southern and very just say what's on their mind. And I think what attracted me to him initially was I met him on set. Yeah. And being, I I had just moved, like, kind of moved back to L.A. from Texas. And I'm a very, you know, coming from the South, you just want to believe the good in people. And that's kind of my downfall is that. Are you a fixer or no? Yeah. Yes, that's, I mean, see, that's, that's my downfall is I just, I want to believe that people are so good. I don't want to believe right. what people tell me about other people until I find out for myself. And so meeting him on set, there was a moment where, you know, the camera said finally, like kind of turned away from him and uh, we were just by ourselves and we had like a 30 minute conversation and I kind of just got a glimpse, like there's a person in there and like, yeah. it wasn't Jake Paul, but it was like this person that who's you know, kind of been in this industry for a really long time since he's been really young and doesn't have that person that unconditionally just loves him. Not because he's Jake Paul, not because he's famous, not because he's rich. I just truly didn't feel like he had someone come in his life that just loved him and just like wanted to be there for him and didn't want anything in return. And so for me, it was like, I wanted to be that. I wanted him to know what it felt like to have someone there with you no matter what. And we were private for a really long time. People, you know, that's what really drives me crazy when people are like, oh, she's cloud, 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 yeah. cloud chaser. And like even him, like even, you know, he's said it a couple of times. And I'm like, to know that half of our relationship was really private and I was there through like your first training camp and just was there to like support you. And then to be turned around and said, I'm, and I'm like, if it were up to me, that entire thing would have been private. Right. I, it's hard to even say that I wanted my name tied to that, you know, and it's I think so that I mean, that's hard and it's hard, but it, it taught me. I will say that relationship taught me things that I like that I will take with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the biggest thing, right? Like just taking something from it and then it's a win. You know, yeah. it sucks. So like as you know, I stayed silent. I never really told like my side of the story or anything, yeah. but it's just like. It's it sucks because like I feel like as a woman they're gonna lean 
more towards just hearing them and like you know he could say whatever and I feel like people would just and so it was just like save my breath I know the truth I know what happened yeah I know in my heart what kind of person I am what kind of person I was in that relationship and so just kind of taking that with me and realizing that you know all that matters is if I know the truth at the end of the day so kind of like along those lines like I know a bunch of people say this as they rise to fame get linked to certain people whatever people from their past like come out of the woodwork like crazy like how do you know you know who's not gonna turn their back on you when something happens like with Jake or whatever like how do you how do you know who to trust in your position you don't I think that's <laughs> that's the number one you don't trust no I, can, I can count yeah I can count on less than a hand how many people I can genuinely say like if someone said like do you trust them I could say yes and then I could know that like if I wasn't in the room, like, I could trust them 100%. Yeah. And you just, I think that is one thing that relationship specifically taught me is that at the end of the day, especially in Hollywood and this industry, people are going to be for themselves. And that's fine. Like, you got to respect the hustle. You got to respect their grind. And you got to say, like, okay. and But you got to do that for yourself, too. And you got to realize, yeah. like, it, it's a hard balance. It's a hard balance is, like, not trusting people, but also not being a person that people can't trust, you know? Mm. And it's how do you put yourself first and how do you value yourself to a point, but also value other people and don't fuck other people over because it's it's so tricky out here. It's really, <laughs> it's and that's, I mean, coming from the South, I came in big eyed, small town girl from right. Texas, just thinking, oh, I'm in Hollywood. There's stars on the sidewalk. This is sick. People are going to be like, people just want the best for everyone and it, no yeah it's not like not. that at all what is your current relationship like with tana and like her whole th i've just seen her with harry all the time and i'm just curious you know i <laughs> just again, no no i mean <laughs> i i just i want my name as far away from mm -hmm. that so and not because i don't like them like i mm -hmm. don't have any hard feelings for any of them i could see tana tomorrow and be like you know i i just i feel like this is what it has taught me as a woman seeing other women and knowing how hard it is to be a woman I don't judge anyone for any decisions that they're making right I know what it's like to like make rash decisions and be in a relationship for valid f to be you know valid and need and need that from someone and I'm never ever gonna look at another woman and be like oh eat you know like and judge her for the decisions she's making or the life she's living and what she decides to do because that would be so contradicting to who I am yeah. It's like, here I am, I'm making decisions, and I get judged by a lot of women for what I do, and I've just never understood it. So how, who am I to turn around and be like, oh, you know, she, it's, I always, it's, it's a saying, it's, who am I, her, who are you to judge me because I sin differently than you? We all have our baggage, you know? Yeah. And my baggage may not be the same as Tana's baggage, but who am I to sit here and be like, oh, God, you know, what a train, you know, <laughs> like, I don't, Yeah. No. it's not, it's never my place, to, but I can say that I, as me consciously, I've made the decision of like, I do not want to be involved in that world anymore. It's just, I get it. it's a world full of lights and mirrors and you never know what's real. You And that's when one thing I can really tell people if they take away anything is be very careful of what you value and what you think is real because 90% of it is not real out here. Wow. That's huge. I mean, that's really interesting. I guess like, Hold on, let me let me refer back to <laughs> I got lost in your eyes. Uh, oh, I guess one one last thing on that group, right? Like, you know, Harry went on call her daddy and like oh, like that was just crazy to me because I felt like you mentioned it was really early on in the relationship and 
I mean, no one so, cares what I think, but I just thought it was like crazy. So I'm curious your thoughts on that whole situation. It was, again, this is, and this will fuel me. Thank you for asking this. Yeah. This is the, one of the best interviews I think I've ever done. <laughs> but um, what really fueled me with that is, again, being called a cloud chaser or whatever. I wanted it to be private. I was very, I'm just a private person. I don't want to out stuff too It was soon. like super fucking explicit too. It was, and it was a week, and I honestly didn't even, I didn't hear the podcast, I never, I yeah. didn't listen to it until it got sent to me, but the relationship was a week old. It was very new, and I'm not even, like, even on my podcast, The Shit Show, we talk about sex, and we'll talk right. about, but to hear someone have, like, locker room talk so openly without my consent about what I like in the bedroom, it's not bad. I'm open about sex. Like, I don't mind talking about sex, but it was in a way that it felt like bragging, and some of it wasn't even true. And that's what I was like, it just felt like it was a flex. And it was like, my sex life is not to be flexed. Who I am in the bedroom between, you know, being intimate with another person is not something that should be bragged about or flexed. And like, for me to then be turned around and be called, you know, I'm the clout chaser and that, <laughs> and here he is outing my sex life. is just like, like what? And it's like, it was insane. And then to go on and post yeah. videos, you know, after it used as bait, old videos, first of all. It's just so backwards. And no one wants to talk about that. You know, people want to talk about how Julia dated so-and-so and so-and-so. Right. But no one wants to talk about how Julia's sex life was explicitly talked about without her consent. And videos were posted without her consent. And it's just, if I wanted to be very vindictive, I could. There's so much <laughs> I could out. If I wanted to be a clout chaser, and right. <laughs> I am doing a bad job at it because the amount of tea I could spill, it would be the Boston Tea Party <laughs> all over again. Literally like, every man in Hollywood is in your DMs right now. So we like, could I'm, end so many I'm people. I'm literally like, these kids are insane. Like the amount, the amount of stuff that I could just if put out a 10-minute video and expose for clout oh my god like and the fact that i'm like I, it's not even worth like it's no there's just it just it, it it's insane to me that these people can sit and be like oh this this and this and it's like i mean to me like i feel like you should just feel absolutely zero like shame about anything and just be honest because like people are gonna say that you're a cloud chaser you're doing this for this and this and this and this no matter what you fucking do like i've seen it i mean what do i know but like you just see it with everyone right like people who don't want you to be successful or don't want you to be as famous as you are or successful as you are whatever will say stupid yeah. shit i mean this is the thing too is this whole term clout chasing <laughs> i hate it because it's like every single thing we do in this industry is for this term clout or like i guess you could just say attention <laughs> whoever's gonna sit here and say oh, I don't want attention, then get the fuck out of Hollywood. What are you yeah. doing? Like, I, no one can sit here. No one can say, oh, I'm, I don't want, I will be the first to say, I want attention. I climbed the Hollywood sign and I put a giant B on that thing because I wanted fucking attention. I flashed my tits at the World Series. Yeah, I wanted to raise awareness for breast cancer and I wanted fucking attention. That's yeah. the reason I put out an issue every month of 200 pictures like, you know, and feature other women. They want attention, and it's fine. Like, why is that a bad thing? Why yeah. is it's like the same stigma around sex? Why is wanting attention bad? Like, and, and who totally are you agree. to tell me that it's bad when you're doing the same thing? Completely, and they're just mad that you're actually good at getting attention. Yeah. I'm just like, it's just, it, it's so insane. Like, it just feels like we're in a high school right now where people are pointing fingers of like, yeah. 
like, and it's like you're doing the same exact thing in a different way. And I think what gets both of us fired up is like this, the double standard to women in this situation. Like, like even just taking the Harry example, like he's seen out with a bunch of women, but you're the one that's cheating. Well, that's the thing. He did the same. I think it was Larsa, Larsa Pippen, I think her name is, was the same exact thing. Same, and people were like, I was broken up with Jake for four months and even had a different relationship, you know, that I wasn't public about again and have so much respect for that guy because he, you know what I mean, like kept everything so intimate. And so, but I'm like, it doesn't matter if I dated 10 guys, seven guys, it doesn't, and, but, the, but this is the thing, Get, this is the thing, is then Jake turns around. I don't know if you saw the paparazzi video. I think I've played it before, but it's a paparazzi video where Jake is, um, once we started dating again, they asked him, you know, what do you think? And he's like, I think it's cool that women should be able to do whatever they want and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's totally backing me. Uh-huh. And then is on another video right after we had, I had broken up with him and is completely flipped and is like, she's made for the streets. Well, I'm like, you guys need to make <laughs> and, up your fucking mind. And you're the one that wants attention. Yeah, right? and I'm the one that wants attention. I'm made for the street. I'm like... You guys, like, it's literally one way than the other. It's, yeah. it's if, if we aren't doing what they want as women, then it's not okay with them. But I think, like, I mean, my kind of view of it is, like, you just can't, like, try and get personal about it. All of these people, right, they're just trying to create something to talk about. It's, like, this whole big fire of nothing, you yeah. know, or, like, like, high school, like you said, just, like, Talking for talking sake. And it's almost like if you if you defend yourself, you're even more guilty. And that's what I've noticed. Yeah. It's like it's <laughs> like so if you true. sit here and I could try and tell you the truth and I could you know it, at the end of the day it doesn't matter. You did fans are gonna think whatever they want. Yeah. People are gonna think whatever they want. I could sit here and talk to I'm blue in the face trying to like why? Yeah. Why I know who I am. I know who Julia Rose is, and if I'm okay with that at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Completely. And you should feel completely confident telling your story, giving your opinion, whatever, because that's just being you. Like, yeah. normal people are allowed to have their fucking opinion. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's great. Um, okay, so, <laughs> are you, okay, in general, like, are you a girl's girl? Do you have a lot of female friends? Or are you, like, more of a, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people assume you're friends with all these, like, hot guys or something, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> no, um, I would, I can't say I'm a girl's girl. I'd love to say that I'm a girl's girl, but. Same. Yeah. I, I can't. I can say I'm a girl's girl. You know, when you go d- drunk in the bathroom at a bar, and then, and then I'm a girl's girl. Those girls are awesome. But I just think growing up in, in in Texas, I was always one of the bros. I just I was a football trainer. I was always friends with the guys. And people say that's like, a, you know, a, just a term. But I, w- I truly, truly was like bros, like a wingman. Yeah. Was really good friends with the guys. Kind of like in a nerdy way, too. Like, wasn't sleeping around in high school at all. Was just like literally one of the bros. And I would just... I would try. I would honestly try to be friends with the girls, but girls are just so catty. Yeah. And I've just, I have never understood as a female why females will hate, just hate girls. Yeah. And be catty. And I just, there's a saying too that I really love is, why do we as women make it harder for women to be women when we know what it's like to be a woman? And it's like, that's amazing. Why yeah. do we do that? And I, I've, I, the girls that I find and that are my really, really close girlfriends or the girls that get it and the girls at the end of the day like we understand and like we understand each other and we're not here to compete I think that's the problem I have with women is women think that it's a competition and it's like why it, it's like it doesn't make sense to me and I've, I've tried I, I truly love I think a woman that can embrace who she is and not compete against other women and just be who she is is such a powerful beautiful thing 
I love it. I love that's one of the main things I love about my job is the women I get to work with, the women that trust me and come on set and shoot topless for the first time and have this experience, watching them come to life and seeing them just own who they are is my favorite part about my job. It's beautiful to see a girl that, you know, her boyfriend said she couldn't do it or her family said she couldn't yeah. do it. Her job says she can't do it. And to sit her sit here and watch her say, No, fuck it, I'm gonna do this and like be there to support her through the process is I just, I wish girls could be more like that. And I think I am a girl's girl for, you know, women that understand that and can be there. And like, but it's it's hard. It's also hard when your friendship, like I find so often that I'll get into a friendship with a girl and my friendship becomes about critiquing other girls. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm not a girl's girl. And I just, I want to, you know, obviously change that like feeling that I have of like being nervous about being yeah. in a friendship with a girl or Intimi- jealous, It's like intimidating. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, it's like, why do we feel like that? And it's, I always laugh because, you know, how they say they have bro code. And, like, <laughs> guys, like, I feel like guys have this bro code that they, like, guys will choose bros over girls. Like, they will. Like, if a guy's, like, yo, like, they'll have, like, that bro code. That does not exist. Girls like to say girl code exists. I'm sorry, but if I'm hanging with my girls and I have a dick appointment and he's calling, <laughs> I'm leaving. Like, and we get that. Like, I'm good. If you got to go, you got to go do your own thing, too. But, like, as girls, I just, I, it just doesn't, it's not there. But I will say what has helped me become more of a girl's girl is almost, I'd say, more of a woman. Like, I've, I have a really strong mentor. Her name's Susie. She was, um... And she's an older woman that who is a leading. She was the first woman to open up an, um, a condom store in the U.S. during the AIDS epidemic, and was wow. on Playboy TV. And I have her. I have Layla um, Steinberg, who was Tupac's manager. Um, and then I have uh, this woman named Hella, who helps me do breath work and meditation. And surrounding myself with powerful women that really understand and like get it. Yeah. And, like, help uplift me and, like, are, are those, like, I can fall back on. That has helped me be a girl's girl. I will sit there and I will journal and, like, thank, be thankful for every single girl in my life and woman in my life that has taught me things. And, you know, like, because it is hard to be, like, I hate yeah. saying this because it's so, like, cliche, but it's hard to be a girl. It's hard to be a woman. It is, yeah. As a founder, as an entrepreneur, as a, a talent, as, you know, as a model, like, it's hard. And so having those strong women in my life has helped me be like women they have it we have it in us to be that for each other it's just society has kind of pinned us against each other and made it very competitive yeah that's so interesting I think yeah you get a lot of shame too when you say I'm not a girl's girl but I think it's just really honest because it's hard to be a girl's girl it's hard to make meaningful girl friendships it's hard to find great girl mentors and yeah yeah, I think like that's definitely like something all the women listening to this or whatever should think about is like, how can we improve our girl relationships? You yeah. Know? I mean, it's, it's the competitive it's, I mean, who makes this competitive though? Men. Men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's, it's hard. Cause I don't think, I don't think it'll change a lot. I think it's just, it takes finding those friends that really, really get you. And those girlfriends that are like sisters. And I think like, that's why, like, I can't say I'm a group girl's girl because it's just, you never know what you're going to get in a group of girls. You just don't. So Facts. Yeah. Um, okay. One, a few more questions. I know like you have to go too. No. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Good. Um, I guess like, you know, so many women I know would myself included would die to have your body. Like, how do you like remain positive about body image when there's so much scrutiny on your body? So many people talking about it. Like, 
how do you just like stay healthy and like sane around that? It's hard. I will say I'll, I never really talk about this because you get a giant eye roll, you know, it's like, oh, whatever. But there are days like it's, it's hard. You're, you're putting my body out there to be judged by everyone. Like, and it doesn't matter what kind of body you have. People are going to love it or they're going to hate it. And they're going to have something to say about yeah. it. Your nipples are too small. Your nipples are too big. Your boot, like, it's like, I think. Come, like coming down and just appreciating my body has been through a lot like yeah she's carried me for you know <laughs> I'm not gonna say how many years but she's carried me through this life and I've gone through a lot with this body and it's the only body I have and so I think just realizing that and like why beat you enough people beat me up throughout the day I don't have to beat myself up and I think just kind of realizing that and being at that at the end of the day like you have to love like you have to hold yourself sometimes you gotta like really appreciate yeah. you know your hands for like you know, driving me here and like, you know, my legs for getting me, like letting me walk up the stairs. Like, are they the best looking legs? No, but like they, they get me places. And so it's just like, I think sitting there as a girl and just appreciating your body and loving your body, no matter like what, you know, what is going on with it. I think it's just, you're the only person that can truly do that. Like, and feel yourself. Like there's sometimes when I do breath work and I like, like really feel yourself breathe and really yeah. feel your skin. And like, I think just like, I think it's when you really truly look at and stop looking at like the imperfections, but look at like your body for what it is, is it's beautiful. It's really, really beautiful. And I think it's really good for young women to hear that even people like you who, you know, have all these followers, like love your body, like who love your body still feel insecure sometimes or still struggle with this and still have to work on it because it's not something that models are immune to. In fact, it's the opposite, right? Yeah, no, yeah. we've taught even more so to not like, you know, it's like, yeah. if anything, I get the most comments about my body. I read comments, you know, all the time of people hating my body and I get it all the time. But it's like, I, like, why, you know? It's yeah. like, why sit here and beat yourself up and pin, like, pick on yourself when, like, people, let people do that for you. Sit yeah. here and just ch- – and I, one thing I will say, I don't know if this is a little too – I don't know how rated are we going with this, but one of my friends gave me a tip, and I'm going to be real. It works. It's tell me, tell me. Masturbate to yourself. It's <laughs> a game changer. It's a game changer. Think about having sex with yourself and, like, how That's hot – That's fucking hot. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, but it's – it's if as a woman, like, there – it was my friend who told me about, like, video yourself – and masturbate to yourself and think about what it's like to actually have sex with you and like wow like it's powerful it's like why wouldn't i want to do that like i'm hot like how can you not think you're hot shit after that like that's like such an amazing tip i've literally never i mean i listen to a thousand sex podcasts i've never heard that that's (laughs) amazing and it's it's honestly like if you think about it like you are a like you're sexy like you are sex you embody sex you are a, a woman's body as you know it's a negative and a positive thing, but I think if we can embrace that and be like, yeah, I'm fucking hot. Like, yeah, you know, no matter what your imperfections are, like, you and just embodying that and, like, embracing it, it's it's powerful once you tap into it. And I think that's why people don't want us to. I think people exactly. don't want us to tap into it because the minute you do, you are unstoppable as a woman. Yes. Taking control, ownership of that is so powerful. Um what was I going to say? I just, yeah, I just think that's incredible. Are there any other things you do? You breath work, mm-hmm. masturbating, to <laughs> masturbating to myself. Uh-huh. Um, you get all the content for free. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, are there any other tips like you would have for people? Or is that, that's pretty much. Good I mean, advice. yeah, I mean, 
tips as in like just being comfortable in yourself yeah. yeah I mean there's times like if I feel really bad I'll just like to name things that I'm grateful for like simple mm. things too like I said like literally looking at my hands and just being like thankful for my hands thankful for where I am I think just being you know thankful really helps put things in perspective and be thankful to your towards yourself we're always like really thankful towards you know external things right. or like thank, thankful for other people but really thank yourself and like really sit there with yourself and be honest with yourself about what you've been through and, you know, heartbreak. And at the end of the day, you're that you're that landing that you're that safe place for yourself. And I think if we can tap into that and just re- like really feel what you have been through. I mean, look at you like starting a company and sitting here and working with other women that are kind of scared to do what you're doing and diving <laughs> into this porn industry. Dude, it is scary. It is a it's, scary it is place scary. to live. Yeah. But to sit here and say, you've, you're, you've did it. You're yes. doing it. And to sit yeah. here and be like, Holy, I don't care if you're just a mother. Like, if you're a stay-at-home mom, look at what you birth babies. <laughs> like, holy shit, our bodies make humans. Yes. So yeah. how can we sit here and not, like, what the, like, why do we feel like shit about ourselves? I totally agree. Like, even if you just want to view it as, like, what's more effective, like, to get yeah. me to my goals, shitting on myself or saying positive things to myself, like, just be your biggest yeah. fan because it's going to help you get somewhere. And, like, it's just, I, I totally agree. I think we are so critical of ourselves. But that's what we were taught. As a kid growing up, you were taught to change yourself. Yeah, You were taught as a little girl coming out that you have to do this, do this, please, you know, to please him. You have to look a certain way, do a certain thing. And you can continue. And I was like that a while. I was like that in that relationship where you have to make him happy, make him happy, make him happy. Mm. And when you learn to just say, fuck it, I'm going to make myself happy, everything else just kind of falls into place. And you can, I think that's like. People like like being around you. You're getting energy. You're giving energy. That's so true. And you attract. When you're trying too hard, you attract people that can see sense that and sense the weakness. And I think when you just start owning who you are, you attract different people the people in my life right now are way different than the people I had in my life a couple months ago and I have never been more thankful for them because they have taught me to love myself even more but it's when you attract those people your life changes that's such great advice I think that's so true and it's so cliche right you hear like just love yourself love yourself it's not it's a it's a daily it's and and people I hate when they say that is like love yourself is like it's a daily thing it's like working like it's it's a daily different thing. You're not just going to love yourself all the time. It's right. just not going to happen. And saying it doesn't make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, just love yourself. Just shut up. I'm like, no, it's, a, it's a hard work. And like, yeah. that's even doing like breath work. I'm like, it's, you hear breathing. You're like, oh, that's easy. No, it's work. <laughs> it's work. Loving yourself is work and it's hard. Yeah. And it's so hard to accept that, you know, it's not going to be, oh, after I get that promotion or after I lose five pounds or after I go to this workout class, then I'll love myself. It's like, you have to, loving yourself requires you to be okay with who you are you know right yeah. now yeah, there's and, no changing yeah more than I think it's like you have to be able to dig deep and be honest with yourself and mm. look and know that you have made probably you know you know the mistakes you've made if anyone knows what you've been through you only know and I think just accepting that you are a human being that it is okay to make mistakes it's okay to date the wrong people <laughs> it's okay to you know do do certain things and I think just sitting there and just owning it but owning it in such a beautiful way yeah I that's just retweet on that. (laughs) Um, I guess like on a lighter note, like 
what are some and and kind of going to like what are the worst memories and stuff what are, what is like a cringy thing you've done it could be like in sex it could be in a relationship but just like can you think of any things where you just like wince when you think about it oh god so many <laughs> i mean like yeah what topic are we talking sex let's wincing? start with sex yeah. Yeah. okay <laughs> wincing during sex oh god there's I'm like been sweating some... for you <laughs> oh i know um i'm trying to think of just I think in the beginning, just when you're early on in a sex, like, you kind of base sex off porn. Yeah. And you say things that are just like, did I really, that, did that just come out of my mouth? Like, who, who is that person? And I think, um, I think, honestly, when I used to have sex, if you have sex with the wrong people, you kind of, like, feel embarrassed or, like, you're, like, you know, you're kind of ashamed. I think wincing at that is just, like, oh. Yeah, when you like, think about the people you slept with. Yeah, yeah that's just, the like, worst. I've only slept with, honestly, like, the two people. I, and that's the other thing that really pisses me off is I've only hooked up with two people ever in this industry. And you've just, you've already named them. And that's what people are like, oh, she's made for the streets. And they, people have a stigma around me, obviously, because of the content I put out. I can count those two people. You can ask not another athlete, not another musician, not another YouTuber, you know, you TikToker God. But, like, um, but I think that's where I'm, like, I went so, like, I picked... <sighs> <laughs> the word like why you know like well, what but I mean again you gotta just take the lessons you gotta be like okay it is yeah. what it is no I think honestly having a few like cringe things like it just re- like makes you better going forward because you know it, it just makes oh, you remember so always <laughs> yeah so many um okay along those lines what are like your icks like when someone does something small or it could be like a big character trait like what just is a no-go okay how much time do we have I'm so <laughs> um Flip flops, men. Stop. I fucking love flip flops. Oh my god! So Ew. Okay, there's sandals. There's like the there's like the the a slide. Is the slide. Yeah. I like the slides. Are okay. When a guy wears flip flops, especially with jeans, oh, it drives. I get me, that. Yeah, it drives me nuts. And their toes are never taken care no, of. No, no. And even if they were, just just be barefoot. Like I'd honestly just rather you walk into a restaurant completely barefoot than wear sandals. It's just. That drives me wild. Do you have like like are rainbows worse than like Javianas or is it like it, no? It's 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 they're all that. Just throw them. Please burn them. I hate flip flops. I'm trying to think. Oh, I have so many icks. When a guy's rude to the waitress or bartender, oh, major ick. Yeah, definitely. Or on his phone easy, all the time, yeah. giant ick. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sleeping with other girls, you know? <laughs> Punching me in the face. <laughs> I'm like, giant red. I'm like, the, the minimum. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Big ick. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of if I have any funny ones. <laughs> oh, yeah, flip-flops. The worst. Oh, this was one that literally happened to me. I was at a music festival with a guy, and he was bad at dancing. Oh, and that's yeah. like it's kind of subtle that one because sometimes it could be cute like if the guy's kind of like mm-hmm. a little bit bad but this guy was just so bad at dancing it was oh. really I just like was like You're we like, need to break up <laughs> <laughs> immediately. <laughs> oh. um, okay, I have one more kind of like like tea question. Mm-hmm. So Dave Portnoy on a podcast said that you DM'd him. Um, personally, like I've never really gone. I've gotten one DM from a famous person and probably can you say slept, who it is. Probably slept with him. <laughs> Who is it? You can probably guess. He's like the, the person that slides into every person's DMs I mean, in LA. Jake Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Who um, is it? He's older. I'm not, I can't say it. Here, just say, say, it off, say it off camera. We all write it down. Okay. I'm like, try, I'm like, that's literally every dude in Hollywood. What do you mean? Slides into girls' DMs. I'm like, in the say. middle. Really? Yeah. Wait, really? 
Oh my God. I love it. I love it. You should not. I mean, it was weird. Yeah. But, you know, okay. <laughs> so did you slide into, slide, slide, slide into Dave Portnoy's DMs? Personally, I find him kind of attractive. Although, I have to say one thing. Did you listen to his Lil Yachty interview? No. It was so cringe. Talk about an itch. Really? He just came off as, like, so white and out of touch. Listen, <laughs> I... Okay, this is the thing. Yes, I slid in Dave Portnoy's DMs. <laughs> I think... And I'll be real. I think Daddy Dave has is, is like, a hot dad, you know? I'm it's attracted like, to him. You go to your friend's house, like, when you were younger, and you're like, damn, your dad is hot. Or, like, it kind of has, like, the coach mentality, too. You know, like, when you're in, you're younger, and not even younger now still, I think football coaches are so hot. Or, like, the they guy just, in Friday Night Lights. Yeah, they just, just yeah. have, like, this, like... I don't know. Call it daddy issues. Call it everyone. But Dave Portnoy, I I, don't, I think he's attractive. Did I slide into his DMs with the intentions of like sleeping with him? No, I actually slid in because he does the pizza reviews, and mm. I was one of my the big videos that went viral for me was the pizza. I was eating pizza in a bathtub. I thought how funny would it be if me and Dave got in a bathtub and ate pizza together? Dave, you're like. This is amazing opportunity. I'm like, it'd be insane. Why wouldn't we? Like, his fans would love it. My fans would love it. And he, I guess, read into me signing in his DMs as like, I'm trying to like hook up with you, which I'm like, what? I said, I don't even remember what I said, but it was, and then I I made a caption that was like, take a bite out of this. And it was my ass. And I like (laughs) tagged Dave. But it's like, again, it's like, why are you reading? Why is that a bad thing? Why is that like, why can I not do that? If I'm flirting, yeah, maybe I'm flirting with Dave. Why not flirt with Dave? He'd be a cool person to flirt with. Does that mean I want Dave's dick in my mouth? No. Like, not right now, you know? Maybe later. Maybe later. Like, like, like why, why is he, like, so butthurt about that? Like, Personally, if you slid into my DMs, I'd be thrilled. So I don't know why anyone's complaining. Yeah. I'm like, what, what? Like, I don't know. Like, why does it come off? I don't know. It's just so weird to me. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think it's a compliment, if anything. But thank you for clearing the air on that one. Um, Daddy Dave. Daddy Dave. You're watching this. Like, we can still eat pizza on a... Yeah. Come on. Come sit right here. We can still eat pizza in the bathtub. Um, okay, I feel like I had one more thing. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I guess, like... My last day. Oh, also, you were a Hooters girl, which not I a lot was. Of people know. <laughs> no, actually, I don't think anyone really knew that until Hooters tweeted the Holly Boob thing. That's and amazing. And I was like, I said something like, "Done by a former Hooters girl herself," because th- those were my. That I loved working at Hooters. What talk, was okay, it like? Talk about not being. I can say I'm not a, a girl's girl, but when I worked at Hooters, I was a girl. Like. Our band of girls, we would come together, we would hustle, we would have a good-ass night, make a lot of money, and it was fun. I, I loved it, but, I mean, it was different, I guess, in Texas. The Hooters there is, like, to work there, you got to really, like, at least when I worked there in the small, like, Hooters next to the town, it was, like, you had to almost audition to work at Hooters. Like, it was, wow. yeah. Like, Hooters make, was a spot to be. It was a spot, yeah. to, especially for football games. Oh, my God, Dallas Cowboys games. It was the spot to be. So, it was, like, an experience for me. It was, like, I, I don't know. I loved it. People can hate on Hooters all they want, but those girls fucking hustle. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, I always, I saw the TikTok once of a girl who worked at Hooters and she just made a fuck ton of money and it was really sick. So I, I have so much I'm respect. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think Hooters is great. The yeah. calendars, the girls. I honestly, I'll be with my guy friends and they're like, where do you want to eat? And I'm like, Hooters. And they're like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. There was one time, it was so funny in my high school, before I worked at Hooters, ironically, um, my history teacher was kind of like the same vibe as me. She was very like chill, very chill <laughs> teacher. And a guy raised his hand and he, I don't remember her name, but he was like, Mrs. So-and-so what would you do if a guy took you to date at, to Hooters? And she's like, I'd be down. And she's like, and then everyone started laughing. She's like, the only person, other girl that I think would be down would be Julia. And I looked up and I was like, I'd probably be, be your server. <laughs> then, you know, I'm working at Hooters. Literally, I'm like, 
But I think it girls hustle. Any girl that can hustle like that, like more power to her. Totally agree. And I also think Hooters as a brand has like stood the test of time. So yeah. that's epic. Yeah. Um, I think they should so go back to the crop tops. <laughs> no, I think they should go back to the crop tops though, for oh, sure. Oh, they took out the crop yeah, tops? Yeah, they took out the crop tops. I still wear my Hooters socks <laughs> around the house. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, so in conclusion, Julia, um, do you have any like final words you'd like to leave us with? <laughs> I think you made me, I this is the most I've told really anyone <laughs> in a very long time. I think I mean if there's anything else you want me to spill, now's the we time to get well. it out. Yeah. I guess like what is what do you wish people knew about you that they don't know? You know, I know you touched on a lot of it, that you're a very sensitive person and you have you know, you've have a lot yeah. of tea on people that you're actually not saying, but is there anything like you feel like it's su- surprising for people when they find out about you? I think leaving people with that, I am a business, I am a founder and a CEO and yeah. of Shagmag, of a company that, you know, just keep an eye out for us because we aren't even Fuck close yes. to being done. And I think <laughs> making that transition of, you know, I'm, yes, I am a creator, you know, I don't like the term influencer, but I am. You're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. A founder. Yes, a founder and a a businesswoman. And I would love to partner up with other like-minded women that want to be featured in Shag Mag. You know, companies that are willing to break the stigmas with us. Please reach out. Please, let's do something. Let's do it. Yeah, and I mean, I heard about you. We met through one of... um, an investor invested in you, not in me. <laughs> Although I tried to get him to. Uh, and then hit on him, but that's all, <laughs> that's all another story that we need to talk about. Um, but, like, throughout the entire investor community that I know, people that know you, you're so well-respected. You're a hustler. Like, you you have an incredible business. So I'm very honored you graced me with your oh presence. And thank First you. First episode. <laughs> First episode. It's done. Popping my cherry. Thank you. Woo! <laughs> Perfect.